I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? We are back. It's a muggy Monday evening. I was going to start this in some form of old-time American newsreader after listening to a podcast this morning, but I didn't, I didn't have the gall to do it. I thought about it and then I thought, no, I just don't have that in me. If you're watching on the YouTube or Twitter or wherever it is you're watching live, you will see we have a guest. Before we get to today's guest, Big Man, how are you doing? Happy Monday. Thanks, mate. Uh, you did a really good job about me last week. Um, I decided, well, I say I decided, the wife decided um, that we would go away for uh, a few days to the coast, which was lovely. Um, and I got a year older since the last show I did, which, uh, you know, I've now got to the stage where I have been out of secondary education longer than I was alive up until the point where I graduated. So that really sucks. Um, And then a player came on for England called Jude Bellingham, who is only 17. And I'm like, well, I'm over double his age. That really, that really hurt a lot. So I feel really old today, (laughs) but other than that good. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for today's show because it's going to be immense and it's just good to be back with a bit of rest. Um, Thought I was going to get killed on holiday. Not going to lie. There was uh, a bit of an incident at the house we were staying at where the people who were 
uh, next to us in in the house. They were they basically controlled the main house. We had like the wing, and they would play music outside. And it was basically it, it, it's like a soundtrack that if Psycho had met Jurassic Park with like the psychedelic like screeching. Um, and the guy was playing that while he was filming something on his camera of two women that were sitting on a step. And I was like, this just doesn't sound good. And that went on for about an hour, um, at about eleven o'clock at night. And then at two thirty in the morning, there's a knock on the door which connects the two houses. It was locked. And I'm like, oh my God, he's coming to kill us. He's got a knife. He's got an axe. He's got something. Didn't happen. I'm here. But I'm not going to lie. It was scary. That, that, yeah. I, I would have run. I would have packed up what I could grab in 20 seconds and I've been out the bedroom window down the drain pipe and hasta la vista. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, and that is the longest time ever today's guest has never said a word for. Ladies and gentlemen, Amazon bestselling author, returning guest, author of the Fantasy Black Book, one of our top dudes, Joe Man, Joe Pizzapia, everybody. Welcome back, bud. How are you doing? Oh, thanks for having me, everybody. This is the uh, American <laughs> News Guy desk. This just in, Murph is old, and he had somehow avoided being murdered on vacation. Back to you, Stocks. No, it's uh, it's very exciting to, to be back with you guys, as always. You, know, I, I, you guys are personal favorites of mine, and uh, I'm glad uh, that uh, Murph is still alive. That's always a good thing. And uh, again, it's nice to be uh, back and talking football and, and feel so much more confident. You know, like last summer, if we feel like we were talking about football, there was that, well, I hope so. I hope it all happens. But now it just seems like everything's going to be fine. We're going to go through with it and everything's going to be OK. As long as you're not a Packer fan, you feel pretty good about uh, where things are right now in life. <laughs> Do you ever feel good about being a Packer fan? Uh, I, I think if you're a Packer fan, you're, you're better off than most others. I mean, it could be a lot worse. It could be a Jet fan. Uh, you know, it's it's been yeah, a rough but, go but for the them. Is, a Browns fan. I'm, I'm going to stand up for this because like things like Jets and that, you get hope every year because do you get do you well, get hope you as a Jet fan? I don't know about that. Well, well, it, it is. You got a new quarterback. You get a new quarterback every couple of years, so that brings along some hope. <laughs> That's true. You get some new weapons. You get a new coach every every couple of years. So you know, you, you do get these periods of of hope Bengals I mean look they got you know two years ago they absolutely stunk the place out and then they get Joe Burrow uh, and you know they've got all this quarter of weapons now it's amazing Jacksonville Jaguars again they've stunk for a couple of years they get Trevor Lawrence they've now got all this I mean Noba Meyer's going to ruin it but hey for the short period of time that they got a little bit of hope they've got it the Packers fans like it, it it's it's I don't know what it is. It's basically, it's like being a Saints fan. It's the same thing. It is. You kind of I know mean, you're going to be okay, drama. but you're never going to win it all. So you're just well, kind yeah. of just waiting. You know you're, you're going like, to be playing football in January, but you know it's going to end poorly. Yes, that's that's accurate. And It's uh, like Jeff Fisher fine. is controlling both those teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if that's the case, they're all just seven and nine. So at least the <laughs> Packers are in the playoffs at that point. But I, I still think it's all a bunch of nonsense. I keep saying of course it is. he's going to come back and play. for. If he doesn't, I would be shocked. I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're really going to go and play for Denver. I mean, really, is that what you're going to do? Steady just, joke. Steady. I mean, come on. Come on. No offense, but he's not going to do that. And if he does, fine. I want to watch. I want to see it happen. You yeah, and me I mean, both. <laughs> I mean, like, I think everybody's dream is to go and play for Vic Fangio when he finally... Right. Yeah, the, most, mean... the most boring offense of the planet. That's where he wants to go play. <laughs> that, 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 no, it's not more boring than... It's not great. I'll give you that. But it, there's, there's teams out there that it's not that it's not uh, better the keys that. Keys in the pause. Everything can be said without saying a word. That's, I mean, that's you, the only the only team you could argue with for the worst offense than 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 Denver is Atlanta. With the news that Calvin Ridley has had an operation on his foot. 
which means that their wide receiver one right now is Russell Gage. Their wide receiver two is, I don't know, Cal some Pitt. dude that they haven't signed yet. <laughs> True. I mean, it's Hayden Hurst season. Get him uh, while you can because he's no, going to be I mean, an absolute. It's just deal. a cleanup. So hopefully the Ridley thing is not a. You know, this is that time of year too where every little bit of news gets hyperventilated about. And you got to be really careful because, like, why would every coach come out and say, yes, this person's going to be a huge part of this offense? And yeah, we're going to use him all the time. Like, no, why would you tell everybody that? It just doesn't make any sense. Just a lot of things right now. We just got to, there's nothing else to do except hyperventilate about every little tidbit because everyone's just anticipating. Well, we got like 13 weeks to go. Just pace yourselves, everybody. Just, just you know, when somebody tears an ACL, then then we start talking about that. Then that's significant. Up until you get to the real significant things, you just kind of just go steady as she goes, you know? Absolutely. But anyway, good to have you back. Um, some significant news since you were last on. You last covered uh, the Super Bowl or previewed it with us. Yes, um, that's right. Where, you know, you incorrectly predicted that the Kansas City Chiefs would, would win. Um, I did. And, and that's okay. Um, you know, Me and everybody most, else. And I should have known you can't stop Tom Brady. I should have, nobody should know people. better than me. And if you remember on that show, I said, this hurt. I can't do it. Like, it hurts to do it. I just, I just, I can't, you know, I don't know if they match up very well and all these things. Tom Brady, you know, tell Tom Brady he can't. The next thing you know, he just does it. Um, but obviously, since then, and about the week after that, that happened, you announced you joined the Fantasy Pros team. Um, so, for those who weren't aware, you've obviously joined the team there. You, you've you've taken over as uh, sort of the lead host there. Um, how? I mean, I, I love the show. I've you know, we talk a lot. I shared my thoughts with you, but. Now, how, how's it gone for you? Like, obviously, that big step of moving over there and and having to tame tags and and Yates and sort of keeping a leash on them so they don't that's, run wild. That's what they pay me for to keep those guys in check. Uh, and Dan Harris every day too. Uh, he and I do a baseball show every morning, and we do the football shows every day. Now we got a football show, which has been great. Uh, I love it, um, and everyone's been terrific there. It's been a lot of support. And one of the things that I went over there because they gave me a little bit of, as they like to say in the wrestling business, creative control. And uh, that's a big deal for me at this point in my old age. I want to I want to have a say in kind of how we do things because I, I, I've been around the block more than once. And I feel like I kind of know what works and what doesn't. And they've been so gracious to let me kind of implement ways of doing things and change some things around and doing more shows, but not quite as long. And, you know, kind of the way we approach certain things and bringing more bits and more fun and stuff like that, because I think, you know, there's lots of great information out there. You separate yourselves from the personalities. Like that's what people come back for. And I think when you have such great information that guys like tags and Yates bring to the show and we get such great guests in there as well. And they let me take over booking the guests, which has been super fun too. And it's been a wonderful experience so far. It's all, it's hard to believe it's only four months in, Cause it feels like a lot longer for some reason, maybe just cause I'd been around there so much, but uh, it's very exciting. And I really enjoyed my time there so far. And I think we're just hitting our stride, which is great. Cause when we're in the thick of football season and August draft prep and all that stuff, I think it's going to be really, really special stuff. And that links perfectly back to my uh, American newsreader from Friday's pod, where Dan Harris was described as an American newsreader voice. So I wanted Absolutely. to, I, I, wanted to I will that share back, that with but... him tomorrow morning. First thing. <laughs> Yeah, we do. We do like Dan too. Let's talk some Black Book, Joe. You know, we've had you on every year talking about it. How's it going this year? And, and what's new for 2021? Anything exciting that you haven't had so far? 
Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, what's exciting is, you know, it's always exciting to get the book out. Oh, look, there it is, too. Murph's got it. Look at that. The sexy book there. He's holding every, it in his hand. Every year I buy this. You know, people say like, oh, you know, you, you promote this. You really buy it. I buy this every year. I've got every edition. Uh, that's why years. I love you, baby. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, what I'm so proud of is this team of Avengers that I've assembled this year. I think that's what's so great. I think we've got a really good fresh mix of people. Uh, some of the old, some of the new too. I brought in Andrew Erickson, who I've worked with a ton at pro football focus, Michael Florio uh, from NFL, uh, who is a friend of mine for years that we used to do shows together back at fantasy network. And he's, it's so glorious to watch him, you know, blowing up on NFL network. Now I, I turn on the TV and I see him. It's just brilliant. Um, and, you know, tags and Yates have come in too, and they've done a section with me. It's just, it's just terrific. And I think that, um, having that group and having a, such a diverse group too of people too is great. You know, Lauren Carpenter and Kate Magic are in there too. And we have all those people that are just so passionate and you, and they're so excited to be a part of it. And I think that kind of jumps off the page when, when you're reading their work and they go, Oh, look at this. This is, you know, you know, no matter what assignment I give to anybody, they're just like, yep, I got it. And they go and they bring it back. And it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And the success that people have had with it over the years is really stunning. And it's, it's off to a really good start this year. And, and when you, you know, it's like having a child every year, it's like, you know, yeah, you birth the book, it's out there. And then after that, you're just kind of grateful that it's done and it's out there and you just like, okay, now I, I can only control so much, but I'm very, uh, very grateful for the team that I have because they are a very special group. It's fantastic. I, I was reading it when I, I took it away with me here. Um, and, you know, I, I was reading through it. And I just think I just, it's, it's, as you say, it's just, it's a great read every year. It's just, it, it offers so much, even whether you're starting out, whether you're quite new, whether it's um, something you've been doing for years. I always, what I like about it is easily digestible. You can, yeah. you know, go to the different chapters that you're really interested in. Um and it just covers a bit of everything. You've got a bit of strategy mixed in with, do you want player advice? Do I go with player A or player B? You know, and then, of course, we got RPV, which is just, you know, it's incredible. It's an incredible tool. It, it, you know, explain that to maybe the new listeners sure. who, you know, we've. I know we've had you on. You've talked no, about it again, but we've got new do. listeners. We want, we want people to, to, well, to obviously really enjoy it. I love to do it because it's, it's, you know, I think what gets whitewashed a little bit and there's not enough of it is discussion of strategy. You know, there's... There's a lot of great analysis. <clears throat> There's not a great discussion of league-specific strategy. 10-team versus 12-team. PPR versus Superflex versus Standard versus Best Ball like how, versus Auction. Like how, how do you account for all these things? And what we try to do in the Black Book, you know, we have standalone chapters for this is how you approach and build core roster strength for this. This is how you go in PPR. This is how you should approach your Superflex. And every year it changes because every year the player pool changes and you have to kind of react off that. But what relative position value does is it gives you this, this knowledge of the board and you look at it differently because rankings are great, tiers are better, but quantified rankings and tiers where you can actually see the percentage drop off at RB1 in the top 12 guys and understanding you know, where you can build roster strength and advantage because fantasy is about me outproducing you from as many spots on my roster as I can. If I could do that successfully and repeat it every week, I'm going to be successful. I'm probably going to be a playoff team. Injuries happen, things happen, but at least you're putting yourself in a good start. And it's also useful when you're evaluating trades and you realize, well, does this player really move the needle? Most of the time, new people, veteran people playing, they make a mistake where they keep trying to fill roster spots instead of creating roster strength. And roster strength is how you win leagues. Making sure you fill this spot and that spot, that's a whole bunch of nonsense. And understanding, like, I can do that with two wide receivers early in the draft. I could do that with a big-time quarterback. I could do that, you know, if I – 
decide at this juncture, these two running backs make sense here. They're above the fantasy league average and understanding running backs on a position. RB one is most teams are going to have one. RB two is a position. How does that stack up? How do we approach it? How do you make a strategy for it? And that's, that's what we try to do in the black book. And if people must be having success, man, because we sell a whole lot of books every year. I mean, it, it must be working. <laughs> Absolutely. And do you know, it's, it's interesting because we had Michael Lombardi on um, last wow. summer and he, he was telling us about, you know, in the draft room, in the NFL draft room, you've got a horizontal board and a vertical board, right? And he says, it's not something that gets covered on a lot of things. And then it was, when I read the black book last year, it made me think about that in terms of what RPV is, because what most people do when they do tiers, they think about, I need to probably get an, a, a running back this round. Um, because the drop up, the run is coming. If I if I get one now, um, I'm not going to miss out on this. And I look at my tiers, and I've got you know maybe three guys left in the tier, and it's 11 picks until I pick again. So I need to get a guy in this tier. Who RPV does is with the with the horizontal side of it is mm. actually well, you could miss down into your next tier, and the RPV effect might be three or four points. Whereas actually you might have a wide receiver there who's 12 points better off than the next guy. And that's the the whole point. It's that, you know, you you try to make people understand that some players just don't move the needle. There's just not a lot of separation. Like a wide receiver too, they're kind of clustered together. They're all kind of the same. So why reach for them when you could pick another, maybe there's a tight end there and a Darren Waller or somebody like that that moves the needle. And that's the whole point. And it's not, it doesn't, bear you down too. I hate that. I hate mm. like we have so many analytics now for all the sports and baseball is the worst about it. That it's just it bogs everybody down. This is simple. It's a percentage. There's positive, there's negative. Like it's that's it. You see the board, you see exactly what it looks like. And I update the RPV throughout the summer and stuff like that when people subscribe to it, which is helpful too because there will be changes and injuries and things like that to happen. But you know, it it is such an easy simple way of going, oh, there's the value, there's the value and it allows you to kind of move around through the drafts and move around through trades and really evaluate all your rosters and most importantly, you can adapt it to every format, league depth, style that you play in because I, I think that's what's so important too is, you know, there you need something that's going to travel with you because everybody's playing different formats, right? Who's in a tight end premium league and who's got a draft for a super flex and who's got a draft for a PPR next week. I mean, most people play multiple leagues now who are passionate about it. So you need something that's going to cover everything. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's important that people understand that concept of, you know, not shoehorning yourself into a strategy. We talk about it all the time and, you know, we talk about, you know, best player available and actually how do you quantify what best player available is? That's what, RPV does best because it will tell you who best player available is because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about who gets you the most points. It's actually going to be the person who is going to get you the most points over the next available guy. <laughs> right. Because, At that position. And that's yeah. what it's, that's what's so important. It's understanding. And then it tells you how important the positions are as a whole, because hmm. you'll see the bottom drop out at tight end one into like the minus thirties or something like that. You go, my God, like if you don't get one, then you might, why, why reach it all, <laughs> get a couple, maybe you hit, you play matchups. And that's a, that's a thing we talk about in the book too. It really is trying, like I said, to, to make everybody confident because Every draft is totally different about how much you mock and how much you want to do about it. At the end of the day, there's only two things you can be prepared and flexible. If you can be prepared and flexible, you will crush every draft. Everything else is just, you know, it's all theoretical until you're in the room. And then you really got to, you know, 
be that person who's in control. And I feel like that's what it gives me. Like mm-hmm. RPV always gave me before I even wrote the books. This is what I did for all fantasy, but it gave me like, I'm in control of the board. I see the board different than everybody else. And that always allowed me to, to, you know, excel in those leagues that I played in. So just, just on that point of tight end scoring, uh, standard scoring, Travis Kelsey, 76% RPV as the tight end one, obviously tied 11th for joint 11th, Robert Tanya, mm-hmm. Mike, Kaziki, uh, minus 31%. <laughs> All right. And here's the stunning thing about that. That's just, I mean, he is 70% better than the fantasy league average tight end one. Just, just to kind of drag that home for people. So when you say Travis Kelsey's great, well, what does that mean? Travis Kelsey should go into the first, you know, 15 picks. Okay. What does that mean? Here you go. I'll tell you what it means. He is literally that much more productive than the middle tier of tight ends they're going to be run out there on a weekly basis on your league. That's an advantage. And if you can get that advantage on your team, especially in auction, my goodness, that allows you to do a lot of things. But if you're just in a snake draft, you can get that. There's ways because especially now the wide receiver pool is so deep. You can wait on wide receiver if you want, and you can find a bunch of guys, especially in full point PPR, you know, the Deontay Johnsons of the world, the guys who work in the slot who can really kind of make up ground for you in those, you know, four, five, six rounds or three, four, five rounds and things like that. So there's ways to do every strategy right. And then there's ways to approach every format correctly. And we're trying to teach everybody how to do that. That's, that's what black books about. Joe, I've got a question. Have you ever drafted in a 22 man league? (laughs) <laughs> 22 no i'm in a 32 team dynasty league with uh bob harris and mike dempsey and uh all those crazy lunatics uh it's uh, waldman's in it like it's a lot like all these it's a it's idp dynasty 32 teams so everybody there's only so there's a uh, two copies of every player okay just to set it up so that's the deepest league that i play in because it's also got the IDP in it. So there's basically, it's a six, two, 16 team leagues basically, but it is crazy. It's madness. I I, don't know. Why are you doing a 22 team league? And why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you uh, using yourself? I've been way? invited to one for charity and there's no copies. <laughs> it's just 22 men. And the scoring is bananas. My advice to you, don't build around running back. <laughs> <laughs> to be, to be fair. I, I, I want a 20 man league to, uh, league uh league last year so i played in a 20 once i think i did um 16 is usually that max that you find industry wise if you're gonna max out i don't know i'm drafting at six as well so i got a decent first round pick because if you're drafting at 22 you've essentially got an end of the second beginning of the third round pick for your first round pick so i've done all right at six but i don't know whether to go to all the elite running backs will be gone by then i don't know because the scoring is so bananas, I don't know whether to go quarterback or Travis Kelsey at six. Because- well, if Kelsey's there, he's a, you know, here's the thing. It's 22. You're going to get 22 deep into the quarterback pool. There's a lot of good young quarterbacks too. So if you but get you stuck on quarterback, two, right? you have to draw. Well, two. you have to draw. Yeah, you have to. Um, but I think what you want to be able to do then is understand, okay, if I do take Kelsey, <clears throat> then I want to make sure when I do take a quarterback soon after, I take a shot on a Fields or a Lance or somebody else that I think is going to play at some point this year because maybe that's a boost to you in the second part of the year. You have to start almost thinking about the season as a whole as opposed to just the first week of what yeah. my team's going to look like. You have to kind of plan it out and say, what do I think the season's going to evolve like? And I think that's the way I would approach it. But yeah, wide receivers and quarterbacks are going to hold up much better in terms of, you know, 
<laughs> you know, when, when that running back goes down, if you got that guy, it's going to be real tough to replace that on the wire. That's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, actually, I I did all right last year. My trade team. I was just looking it up. I had Tannehill, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Cole Komet, um, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Joey Sly. I picked up Jalen Hurts off waivers. Well, Fox, who was your core, who was your running back you took first? If I may ask. Yeah. Murph, Murph. Oh, oh no, I, I haven't done the draft yet. The draft's oh, you next haven't? Monday. No, no, no. Oh, which I is... thought you already made the first pick no, already. You so did that. Okay. I, I, that's why I was wondering. Like, I'm at 1 6. If Zeke's there, you get two points for a rushing <laughs> first down. Like, Christian McCaffrey slate to score 1,400 points. So, uh, <laughs> that's the other thing, too, is these the scoring systems people come up with are just. Yeah. But what? this is, again, here's a perfect example, right? If you take the RPV formula, which I give you in the book, Mm-hmm. It's very simple for me. You could drop it into a spreadsheet, take the projected points, and you can see very carefully, well, okay, this is where the league is won and lost with this position and this scoring. And there you go. There's a perfect example of a tie-in of, how, of, of why it's so useful. Because then you go, oh, well, it's, it's clearly a running back heavy league because look at these ridiculous points. So you know what? I'm just going to load up there and I'll figure out quarterback later. Or maybe because of the, the receptions, the way they work it's a totally different other gamble. That's again, that's what you need to do. And it's very easy. You know, you take the formula, drop it in there, you put the points in because it's not going to be perfect, but projected points are good enough to work with. And, and then you'll have at least a strategy you can work off for the first six rounds. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm concerned at one six, if I don't I'm take a running for back, you. Oh, I think I'll let you, I will let you know. <laughs> I will let you know how it's going. Don't worry about that. Yeah. If I don't take a running back at one six and everyone else goes double running back, There'll be nothing left by the time it gets you look, back. Look at me. six. You know you're looking at the Chubs of the world too, guys like that. Like Zeke. I would take Nick Chubb. That's the first oh, guy that pops to me. If Zeke's there at one six, I'm pulling the trigger because it's That's two fine points. Too. It's two points for rushing first down. I'm uh, locked in volume. Yeah, I I just hope that it, the run doesn't start early and that he goes before <laughs> gets one of them. Top I doubt five. it because someone will reach and take Taylor. So if you if if everyone goes running back, you know it'd be CMC, Cook, Henry. Taylor, Kamara, Kamara. That'd yeah, be you'll have Zeke or Chubb, and that, and that's a heck of a way to start. Yeah. <clears throat> I would take the younger guy personally because that's just just the way the NFL seems to be trending in that direction. Anyway, yeah, I love Zeke and all, but I'm and don't, don't forget to get yourself a rushing QB as well. Good yeah. point. Yeah, well, it's two points for rushing touchdown. You get someone like Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray, or yeah, well, I'm not sure either of those guys are going to be there at the 390. Well, but, but here you go. You second. might be surprised. Like, like he's saying, because of that little wrinkle in the scoring, if you if you use the RPV formula and you see like what those projected points are going to be, and then where the drop off is, maybe he's right. Maybe the Kyler Murrays and the Russian quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson, maybe they're infinitely better than McCaffrey, and people don't realize it or separating from the rest of the herd at the position too, which is again, when you're 22 deep, you know, that's, that's all the quarterbacks and then some. So that's going to be a, a that's going to be a, I hope you got a, a full pint for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, considering it's 22 teams and there's three continents involved, I think it could be more than one pint because it could take quite a while, quite a while. Joe, listen, we've got a copy of the playbook, uh, black book, sorry, that we're going to give away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murph has generously purchased it. Murph, tell me the details here. How how are we going to get this way? So we, we're going to get away one. If we get over 25 people by Sunday night, I'm going to dip into the pocket and get another one. So make it two. Right? Because And we're helping Joe out because it's all sales for 
for Jack. Hey, what so, is this to do? Yeah. What, what, what is the uh, what is the thing to to get involved in this? All you got to do, really simple, follow you, uh-huh. follow us. Okay, and you got to put the hashtag "I want to join Team Black Book." Okay, or even you're even yeah, Team Black Book. Put that out there. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll match. I'll do a free subscription to the RPV updates for whoever that person is too. How's that? Whoever you pick. There Good? we go. And if you get fifty. I'll give a digital copy of the Black Book away to somebody for. Oh, Kindle look at that! <clears throat> Let's there we go. go. Let's push. Let's, let's push the Rush Nation. Let's go. Let's push it out. <laughs> so, up to twenty-five, one copy, with the RPV update. Mm-hmm. Over twenty-five, two copies RPV update. If you get over fifty, Joe's going to throw in a digital copy. So it's, you, you can tell all your friends we'll give because two. it we'll just give means there'll be more people to go. Let's go. Let's so. Go. Get involved. Hundred, I come to your house and hang out. And we, you know, oh, we talk. There we long. go. <laughs> That's an expensive trip. That's yeah. special. <laughs> Especially with flights at the moment. But listen, it, it, it's really simple. Follow Joe. Follow us, which you should be. If you're not following either of us, you've probably done it wrong anyway. Uh, <laughs> hashtag, I want to join Team Black Book. If for whatever reason you're drafting this week, you don't want to wait, and I don't blame you. It is on Amazon. We've got a copy of it on the overlay. It is, uh, I think it's £10.50 ish, that sort of figure. Um, it's great value for money every single year. As I've shown you, I buy it every year. Absolutely worth its weight in gold. I think the digital copy is a little bit uh, less. And uh, yeah, definitely get a copy. Uh, hopefully, you'll win one. But if you don't, but do enter. You never know. Father's Day is coming up. So, hey, that's right. Secure yourself Father's Day gift. You could just apologize, say it's coming late. Um, you know, get yourself a copy. It's going to be, it, it's great. Um, love it every year. Glad uh, that we can do our bit to promote it because, yeah, we, we really believe in it. But the other reason we wanted to get you on, other than pushing the book, is we've been doing a bit of a strategy series. We've been trying to uh, get our listeners a bit more ready for the season we've had some phenomenal guests on to talk about you know jordan mcnamara to talk about dynasty strategy uh, drew davenport football guys to talk about auctions um we've had um oh god we've had so many people um oh we had uh, the guys of the ff hustle they did us a solid mm-hmm. and talked about best ball dwayne mcfarlane and Mm. um and drake brian drake so you know we we've had drake's a good dude a great dude so to have those guys on you know and they're great friends of ours uh their hundred episodes coming up as well so you know shout out to them guys for doing a hundred episodes um we want to get you on as the quarterback guy talk about superflex so we want to jam exactly that (laughs) you are the you are the quarterback guy you never hand off the quarterback (laughs) section of the black book and you that never will so it's where everything starts and ends though that's the thing it's like if you understand the offenses by understanding the quarterbacks and everything else is a ripple effect after that and i think that's key and i and i think you know we want to do this because more and more people are are playing super flex i i think rich uh our dynasty rich he shared with us uh, the fact that from DLF data um, most startups this year have been super flex mm-hmm. and it very much is becoming yeah. the new normal so I know you I know we know why I know you know why but explain to people who perhaps are listening to this and play their very comfortable um, 18 12 team 10 team 
one QB standard or PPR scoring <clears throat> league, why right. Superflex is trending in this direction and why it really is the new normal in, in, in the industry and, and why you should be playing it. Well, almost a decade ago, I've been pushing. That's how long for, you know, I've been pushing in the Black Book about Superflex. And I remember writing a manifesto about it a few years ago, like maybe six years ago, saying, oh, this is this should be the new standard. This is, this is what we should be playing. Why are we fighting over 98-point running backs when there's 200-point quarterbacks on the waiver wire? This is stupid. It's also not reflective of the league. Um, it's also less fun. Uh, I think all 10-team leagues should be, I'll take it a step further, two-quarterback not even super flex. So they should be standard two quarterback. Now let's really throw a wrinkle. Let's go deeper into the pool. Cause if you, you don't have a big enough league, you can at least, you know, challenge yourself by the depth of knowledge of the pool and make it two flex positions and two quarterback. And now you've really got a fun league, even though it's only 10 people, but with the super flex, I think what's so great about it is it opens up um, a whole different philosophy uh, of how you can approach the draft. You're not locked in so much to ADP, and, and a lot of the group think you can really, you know, let the board come to you. You can, you know, draft uh, according to how it's unfolding at the moment. But also I, I wrote about this last year in the quarterback section. I, I did a little, another manifesto about how, you know, the top quarterbacks have separated themselves, you know? So what used to be, well, I'm in a single quarterback league. I can wait. It's kind of changed like, and they're more protected than ever. So in terms of return on your investment as an asset, on a weekly basis, they're safer. They score more points. And then you got guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, where the offense literally, all, Josh Allen, the scoring runs through them. All the scoring, one way or another, pretty much runs through them with the occasional J.K. Dobbins run or something like that. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they are in control. They're getting a piece of all of it. So that's changed too. So the more athletic quarterback, but what's so fun in Superflex is once again, it's, you know, you don't have to go for that early running back. If you don't want it. you go for that early quarterback, you build your team differently. You build it through the air, which is, it's fun to open up to more philosophies, op- challenge yourself, but also, you know, in terms of investment, look at the first round last year, right? What is the, the worst first round ever in terms of injuries? Every, I mean, like the only guy I'm trying to think of Devonte Adams made it out alive. Everybody else either sucked or got hurt <laughs> or a combination of both, right? Devonte Adams made it out alive. Dalvin cook missed a game here though. My, my boy, Derek Henry the playoffs. <laughs> Derek Henry. No, nothing can stop Derek Henry. Like, but, but really it was terrible there. At some point, somebody was hurt or some kind of issue, right? In Superflex, that board's totally different. You're going to get Mahomes, Allen, you know, Kyler Murray, um, you know, maybe you were even pushing Lamar and things like that. Dak Prescott into that conversation in the first round and certainly top five for the elite quarterback. So it changes the whole dynamic of the game we play. It's more scoring. It's more fun. It's more of a challenge. And once again, it changes the philosophical approach, which I think is really great. And I think it's, it's high and long time overdue. And then you got to think about drafting that third one. Can I get a third one for the bye weeks or am I going to play a wide receiver or running back in that flex spot? So there's just so much that goes into it. And I think it's such a great challenge. And I think, you know, if you score it properly too, where, you know, the quarterbacks are worth a fair amount, then you really do bring something else to the table. And it's, it's just more fun. It's just, the, it's everybody knows the quarterback on every team quarterback is the gateway drug to football quarterback is the gateway to fantasy we should be utilizing the position more and that's what Superflex does and i think it's an important thing that we do i mean it restores the parity doesn't it it, it, mm-hmm. it basically it makes quarterback the most position the most important position to draft in a fantasy draft because it's the most important position in the game so yeah. you know it, it restores that parity to where as you say 
you can't get away with drafting a QB in the 11th round anymore. Like you have to get one, two, three guys, four maybe, depending on how you want to approach it. So let's talk about you and your approach. Um, QB one. So, you know, when you're thinking about your first QB and obviously, you know, you're very much you know similar to me and to a lot of people that, you know, you don't go in with a defined strategy. You're not going right round one. Right. I'm getting quarterback no matter what. You ain't you're going to see where the chips fall, where the, where the board falls. Mm-hmm. So breaking it down into like typical ADP, mm-hmm. wherever your first first third of the first round, second third of the first round, and the last third of the first round, where are you considering taking that QB? If we were looking at the <clears> ADP right now where you've got, you know, in those first six picks – very yeah. possibly and AD, those first and let me, three let me drive home to you for this mark adp is a suggestion yeah it is course. it is the group think and i think when we get yeah. locked into like all of a sudden you're wrong if you think differently too which nice. is it, which but that's what happens to people mm. you know they they just they continue to say well this is how it is and this is what i'm supposed to do and that's why i love auction because auction really i mean it's your budget versus my budget and we'll see at the end of the day who's smarter wow, <laughs> you yeah. know? And that's why I'm all about that. You know, whereas to a certain extent, any snake draft you do, you end up basically kind of not, uh, you know, almost a sort of beholden to the ADP to a certain extent, Mm. because there is sort of a a collective idea of the value on the board. But for me, I would still take the first, like uh, McCaffrey, Cook and Henry, I still put as that group of running backs. And then this is, you know, how I have it straight from the black book too, because I have, then after that is Mahomes. And after that, you have up for debate. You could have Taylor, Kamara, Saquon, you, Chubb. You could go with those guys, or you could go with Josh Allen. It all depends on how you want to, you know, kind of make that up. Um, I have no problem taking a quarterback in the first round. I typically like to, if I can, especially if I'm drafting towards the bottom, I like to go skill position and quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in that order. Once again, it depends on how it falls. But I like to kind of – I'm not somebody who would double up on elite quarterbacks necessarily unless the scoring – dictated that I should and people aren't realizing that the scoring is you know if I pair Dak Prescott and I don't know Kyler Murray together and it's going to win me that league without any doing anything else well that's what I'm going to do but uh, I think that you know top five I think it's Allen I think it's Mahomes you can make the conversation for them after that in the first round you can make a conversation for Kyler Murray you could make a conversation I you know Lamar's a, a tricky one there um, mm. it depends once again on the scoring I don't have a problem with it uh, Dak Prescott's another one too, where I think, you know, I think Dak might finish as QB one this year. Yeah. I think that's very feasible. Um, and people forget just two years ago, he almost had 5,000 yards passing. And then now we got another game and, you know, he's healthy and CD lamb's got another year under his belt. I mean, it's going to be crazy how good I think that offense could be, but I think that's, that's the way I approach it. You know, I think those are the quarterbacks in that conversation. And then after that, you know, the, the nice thing too, is that Superflex also, tends to push another round or so for a lot of guys in ADP. So guys that would have been second round or lend a second round, start to go to middle to end a third round. So you can make up ground, especially at wide receiver. That's where you can really make it up. The wide receiver pool is so depth, so deep. And if it is a full point PPR, now you're, now you're really opening up things for yourself at running back and 
at wide receiver because there's different ways to get your points. They don't all have to be the bell cow running backs. You can find some guys like uh, I think the Travis Etienne's of the world are going to catch a whole lot of balls this year and be very good in that. And I think there's ways to figure that out. So that's kind of my approach. Just typically speaking, there's guys in the first round conversation, guys at the end of the first round, beginning of the second conversation. And then there's nothing wrong with going, you know, through position players and then, the skill set players and then going doubling up in quarterback four or five with a uh, Tannehill if he's still there, or um, maybe you go with two boring old farts. You go with the, the Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. You know what? If you got Christian McCaffrey and Najee Harris and something else, and then you go with two other, you know, an Allen Robinson, and then all of a sudden you end up with those two guys, the old boring, you know, stand pocket quarterbacks. I think you could do a lot worse than Brady and Matt Ryan or Stafford or something like that as mm. your, is your duo. The trick is to try to keep everything above that fantasy league average as much as possible whenever you're drafting so does does taking your second one you mentioned like the later guys for your second does taking your second one the time you take them determine when you after you've taken your first one so let's say you've taken a Mahomes in the middle of the first say do you then grab your second one later or uh, it's a good question actually stocks for me I don't like to leave a super flex without two quarterbacks in the first five rounds um that's and that's typically speaking now when I get them that's up for debate depending on draft spot, depending on, on how the draft unfolds. But I think you're putting yourself at a present, potential deficit uh, if you leave that fifth round without two, because then you're starting to get into that other tier that you really, you know, you're in that Derek Carr pool. <laughs> or you, I don't know if you want to be in that carpool. I don't know if that's the carpool you want to be in, <laughs> if that's the lane you want to be driving. He's fine. I mean, he's, you know, he's your, you know, again, kind of average guy, surprisingly better than people realized last year at times. But I think that once again, we talk about the separation of the elite. They're they're a whole other tier unto themselves. So what used to be a big glob of, you know, pocket passers who are all very good, it's not the same anymore. There's guys who are like a player and a half. Lamar Jackson two years ago was two players. Um, mm. You know, and and the same thing you could say of for Kyler Murray at a certain, you know, he was on pace for four thousand yards and a thousand yards rushing. That's never been done in the NFL. And there's a really good chance he does it this year. I mean, really good. So that's some stunning stuff right there. So yeah, having the mobile quarterbacks, having those kind of guys available to you and making sure that you don't wait too long at quarterback. Again, it's, it's okay to wait, but then double up or, you know, make sure you have a plan because, you know, you don't know when the kids are going to play. You don't know when Trey Lance is going to show up or fields are going to show up. You don't know what Wilson or, you know, I think Lawrence is going to be fine right out of the gate, but you know, you, you got more questions there with some of those guys. 100%. So the common group think at this point, going back to fantasy football strategies, there's there's mm-hmm. a, a running back dead zone round about the fourth round, basically. Of, yes. Oh, you, falls you, off a cliff, you hit, sure. Yeah. For, for Superflex and quarterbacks, do you have that same feeling? Because I have a line, and my line effectively is Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the last guy... <laughs> I want to have as my QB two, And like, really, I don't really want to get there, but I'm at the point where if he goes and I don't have a second QB, which is extremely rare for me, but if I am there, I will almost punt the position and like, just wait until I get, I, I, at that point, I'm thinking I'm waiting another three or four yeah. rounds and I'm, I'm going to just double up it, and take a few guys. Just to, the, the difference is though, it's, it's, you, you can try that. Um, but the problem is like, if you, you know, if, if you don't account for it, once again, like I said, you're, you're going to be behind. And then the problem is too, those running backs are taking the, the injury quotients higher. 
um, this, the job security is, I mean, Mike Davis sounds like a good idea right now. I don't know what he's going to really do in that offense. I don't think anybody really knows for sure. Um, there's a safe grouping. Uh, I, I feel like there's some guys that kind of get overlooked at running back, like Chris Carson, who's safe. He's not spectacular. He's pretty safe. I think, I think, uh, uh, David Montgomery, it's kind of safe. I have him higher than most people just because I think he's kind of safe, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. And then you add the PPR, you know, there's other guys like the Kareem Hunts of the world who are going to enter into it a little bit more. You can get away with some things at running back. Uh, I think the recent Javante William news is really interesting. And that's a player I've been very high on. And I'm kind of annoyed that we're hearing this news because I was getting it much cheaper. So it's the Travis ETNs, the guys who you think can catch some footballs. Um, It's also maybe taking some shots later on guys like Trey Sermon as the season goes on, starting to maybe emerge in offenses. So well, everything. Javante Williams is another one. Cause I, I personally yeah. don't think Melvin Gordon is a thing. I don't, I, I don't either at this age and, and the, the suspension possibly. And, you know, he, he breaks down at the end of seasons consecutive years. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think, I think the best thing you could do, like I said, from an investment standpoint is make sure you get quarterback on lockdown because you only get one shot every week to score. Give me those guys who are going to have transcendent big games. And once again, Allen Murray, uh, Lamar, they control the scoring on their team. All the scoring funnels through them for the most part. There's no great running game with the chiefs. It doesn't exist. Clyde was could be good, but once again, he's like, he's an RB two right now. So it's, it's, those are the kind of offenses where you look and you go, okay, these don't run through the, the the running back or the wide receivers. They run through the quarterback first and foremost. And that's something I think you could hang your hat on. If you can get it in Superflex. it's a good idea to pay the premium for it. I, I am a uh, victim is the wrong word. I, I know that I need to go and get quarterback early. And every time I jump into a Superflex, I don't. And I end up getting the last two quarterbacks available. And they are my QB1 and QB2. I know I should be taking them early. Every time I go in, I know that should be the plan. And I never, ever do. And I can't, I can't bring myself to do it, even though I know it should. I need help. We, we were in a draft last year. Did you <laughs> this think is an intervention. You took this Drew is Locke as your QB1. And oh. I can't remember who you took as your QB2. Well, I, I and mean, that's the thing. Like, those low-end QBs sometimes get replaced, too. Mm. Oh, that's that's a dangerous game in, as well in fairness i took drew lock it was this year if i took drew lock um i took him before teddy b was a bronco so, <laughs> okay <clears throat> but my other one is daniel jones so it's a lot of lot of turnovers it's a lot of negative yeah <laughs> but i mean the rest of my team's great <laughs> <laughs> but, You're gonna but have here's the thing it. the rest of your team might be great but on a weekly basis when you stack it up against the other teams does that unique quarterback play pull them over scoring lines? And this is kind of where the DFS aspect comes in too, where you start to hyper-focus on <clears throat> what it looks like, you know, on a, on a week to week basis, but do those other, you know, great quarterbacks, you know, maybe they have good enough running backs and wide receivers. You might have really good ones, but your quarterback plays down here. Their quarterback play is transcendent. Yeah. And if they have that trans- transcendence, what you want, yeah. core roster strength is what you want. That's, that's the separator. That's the thing that moves the needle. And those are the players you want to start your team with. And then you figure out your roster spots later. Like there's a way to do everything, you know, and the place for everything and everything in its place kind of. But I will say I also have Fitz Magic, so always not lost. Well, I mean, all is definitely not lost then. I mean, but I think my trouble is I like to, beard. 
I, I get to the point where I don't know where it is, maybe round seven or eight, and there's a few guys left. And I think people have got quarterbacks. They're not going to go for their third now. And I like to get real close to getting my fingers burnt. And it ends up losing my whole hand into the furnace real quickly because everyone takes their second or third guys. And I just, I can't quite find the line of perfection for me yet. But I, <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest, I'm one of these people that really like to force it. So I'm someone that, you know, sometimes if I see myself on a, t- especially on a turn, Oh yeah. <clears throat> if I'm on a turn and I've taken my first QB early and I've got, you know, a That's like a, running back. Murph is such a quintessential black book reader because you can see him kind of lighting up where he's talking. But he's like, oh, I want to manipulate the pool and I can if I do this. So I'm going to double tap my second <laughs> right. and third QB <laughs> just yep. to really force the run. <clears throat> and you and can do, at the turns. Yeah. You can absolutely do that. And I like to do it too. That's why I don't like drafting in the middle. Middle yeah. is death for me because I don't have as much control over what I can influence the pool. But you say that this year in the Scottish Bowl, I've requested and gotten the six spot. I have no requests. Well, that's a weird format too. That's that's well, that's what I mean. I think it's so weird with the third round reversal, with everything else going on in there, with the kicker scoring. I just let it all. I just say what 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 time is it? Where am I drafting? (laughs) What's the thing? I'll show up and do it, and then come come join the Who division. I'm on my own. I don't. I I haven't. I never requested. I'll do anything. But they the funny part is with that. Like last year, here's the group think last year, right? The group think, which is that's a super flex league, if everybody yeah. recalls. Side end, you know, premium super flex, crazy, you know, whatever. Nobody wanted Josh Allen because he threw too many picks and blooded Josh Allen. <laughs> went, and you know, I I think Kirk I got Cousins Josh Allen in the fifth round of oh that my week. God. My team started off, I want to say it was some kind of crazy thing. I forget I was Saquon Barkley, then Julio Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, and and Josh Allen. And if that team had stayed healthy, if Saquon Barkley had played, I honestly believe I would have been in that conversation for overall. But of course, Saquon got hurt and the rest is history. Even though that team was still very good because of Josh Allen, I still, you know, I think I made the playoffs or close to it. But that's the thing. It's just like, you're always beholden to the injuries, but the group think was, oh no, don't touch Josh Allen in this format. But if you looked at all the data on Josh Allen, you saw the player getting better. There was every reason, especially the super flex to be like, oh my God, you're going to give me him as my two. Yes, I mean, in Blackwick, we had him as a borderline one, and he was going as a clear two in that draft because of the scoring. But what they were failing to recognize is the thing I keep talking about here, which is who controls the offense? The offense filters through Josh Allen. It's They have no running game. It's Josh Allen. Who's the running game? Josh Allen's running game. Who's the best passer on the team? It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen scoring every touchdown in some fashion for the most part. I mean, at the end of the day, 85% of the touchdowns that team scores probably going to have Josh, Josh Allen connected to it in some way. That's a difference of what's going on now in fantasy that you have to understand and you have to start accounting for, especially in Superflex. 100%. Um, now, I know, you know, a lot of people preach, and I know you, you talked about this on your show just last week about um, things you shouldn't do in a draft and one's going <laughs> in with a defined strategy of zero RB or oh, zero. High, zero wide receivers. Zero, zero wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> Cop out. That's called, I don't really have a strategy. It's because I'm lazy and I don't want to be prepared enough to do something right. Hate it. Stupid. (laughs) We are an all-inclusive society. Nope. Not for zero people. Get right out of my show. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Hypothetically. Uh We're going to assume that everyone listening is too smart for this, but we're going to throw the hypothetical out there. Does Superflex enable that zero RB strategy a little bit more because you can because in a full point ppr yes 
because then those other guys who are receiving first backs, especially the way backfields have opened up and you see multiple backs being used and you see specific guys who are pass catching running backs. Yes. It's not a zero. It's just, um, it's these zeros just, and that's the thing I, I hate because people don't it take it the sense. right way. It's, <laughs> it's more of a, a fade strategy yeah. to continue to build relative position value at quarterback, at wide receiver, at tight end, all that stuff. And it's much more viable in a full point PPR super flex than even in a half point. Cause in a half point PPR super flex, it's still a little bit more about touchdowns, still a little bit more about the dudes who are scoring. And I think, you know, we get so wrapped up in so much analysis and deep stats and a dot this and all these different things. Yeah, that's all fine, but let's, let's get simple. Let's get back to basics and back to basics is understanding these offenses, how they run on a weekly basis. Who are the players that could win you a week? Josh Allen can win you a week. You know, certain guys can win you a week, right? I mean, I think Cam Akers could win you some weeks, but I know Kyler Murray's going to win me half a dozen. So when you're down there at the bottom of a super flex first round, it's a no brainer to me. I'm going to take Kyler Murray every time if you give him to me. But once again, if you, if you have a very disciplined group that you're drafting with, then you might be able to wait a little bit longer. Like super in the flex leagues that Sealy runs where I am the 2019 champion, 2020 was a rough year for everybody. I had Dak in that league. Oh. Again, if if he had stayed healthy, I'm pretty sure that again, once you know, if 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 you know, but again, didn't go my way to re- to repeat as champion. But the strategy was pretty much the same one I employed, and I got Dak. I think in the second round, I think um, it, it's there's so much opportunity there if you know it's a disciplined league to take that skill position player first, then pivot to quarterback right away. You have to know the people you're playing with, and if you don't, it does make it a little bit more challenging. Well. We've gleaned so far is not take a quarterback late, but get them nice and early, Joe. Apart from that, is there any sort of other advice that you would give to people perhaps who are wanting to try Superflex but are a bit scared of the prospect or, or in a draft waiting for it to happen? Like, uh, what advice, advice is, have you got? Yeah, my advice is do it. Jump in because it's fun. And, and, and in some ways easier um, because there's a, lot, a little less pressure. You can literally say, you know what? I'm making this investment into this team, and I think I want to. I think I want to have a team that's quarterback driven because, you know, outside of Dak Prescott getting hurt, you know, you look around the most of the quarterbacks. Once again, it's pretty protected. I know Joe Burrow got hurt last year too, but this is why you pay attention to offensive lines and the ones that are better. And that's why you look this year in the Superflex and you see what Philip Rivers did when he went from the worst offensive line of football to the Colts, and now what Carson Wentz is going to do this year, going from the worst to the best in the Colts, right? And I think that there might be a little bit of a time like in September where there's a transition. And then when he stops, you know, seeing ghosts and, and hearing footsteps, maybe Carson Wentz gets back and becomes a pretty good quarterback. You got some great rookies too. And some great young talent, you know, like I think Lawrence is going to come in and play right away. Don't be afraid of that grouping. Uh, Jalen hurts is, is a very, um, is a touchy point here because I think he absolutely has a lot of the upside people are talking about. My problem is, new coach, new offense, new playbook, new personnel. That's a lot to all work right out of the gate. And even if it does work, where are you in the standings by the time it does? And I'm just a little hesitant. Some people want to put them at QB like six or seven stuff. I have them as like the top tier ish of like, I'd rather have Tannehill. I know that might sound crazy to some people, but I, I just rather would. Tannehill's another guy outside of Derrick Henry scoring a ton of touchdowns. Like that dude's, you know, figured it out in the last two years very quietly and hardly anybody noticed. Now more people will because Julio's there is going to put more attention. But it's it's putting stock in things that could be great instead of what things are very good. Give me the very good that I know that I can control a little bit. 
unless you're giving me the great potential to discount, that's something to always keep in mind in that format too. 100%. And then if it's a Dynasty Superflex, does any ah. of the ab- advice above change? Yes. Dynasty Superflex, you really have to make sure you get that franchise quarterback. And, and, I, would, and I would not necessarily have to be a rookie, but you know, it's something you've really got to, you know, I would be aggressive on Trey Lance. I'm a Trey Lance guy. Um, but you want to always build dynasty leagues in a, I would say a three-year window. Like you want to be good for a three-year window. Don't worry about, oh, this team's going to be so good six years from now. Who cares? People could be out of the, that league might not be running. You know, most dynasty leagues last five, six years anyway. So try to win now with an eye for the future. And I'll give you a perfect example, right? I just did a dynasty mock that somebody asked me a startup super flex dynasty mock. And I had the one, one. So I took McCaffrey. And then they let Najee Harris make it back to me. And I said, well, I'm going to take Najee Harris. And then I forget what wide receiver was still there, but it was another elite wide receiver because a lot of the quarterbacks did go. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And then when it made it back to me, I doubled up at quarterback. I took uh, Tannehill and Stafford. That's what made it back to me. I was like, well, I can go to war with this for the next three years. And you know what? Next year in the rookie draft, then I'll look at a quarterback. So the rookie draft is there to supplement you. So as you go forward, yeah, in the next couple of years, you could say, okay, you know, maybe I have a quarterback who's in his 30s. That's okay. I'll probably get a couple of good years out of them. And if he starts to decline, I'll be proactive and I'll push for a quarterback and or make a trade for a young quarterback or something like that as I go. But again, you can't pass up Najee Harris there. Like the upside of what he could be in two years or even this year is stunning to me. I know Tags agrees with me on the show too. And we've been talking about that quite a bit. So it's really understanding Yes, quarterback's very important. If you can get one of those premium guys, do it, especially the that tier we talked about, Allen Mahomes, great. Solidify them. But if the board doesn't shape up like that, don't be afraid to then pivot and say, okay, I could end up with two low-end QB1s who are very good, who are going to be good for the next couple of years, who are ingrained in their spot, and I can live with this, and that'll be the thing that I have to address. But I'll have McCaffrey and Najee Harris <laughs> going forward, and that's – that's a pretty good start. I'm trying to remember who the wide receiver was, but once again, it was somebody I, I couldn't pass. Oh, I know it was DeAndre Hopkins. They let slip. Oh. I was like, I was like, I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm the one one. You're giving me McCaffrey, DeAndre Hopkins, and Najee Harris. I, it was almost like, well, how do you not take these guys? I will figure out quarterback. I'm the quarterback whisperer, and I did. And I think I think took Ben Roethlisberger a few rounds later too as my third quarterback. Oh. You know, so I, I was like, I'm covered. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be Mahomes good. But I'll tell you what, if McCaffrey's McCaffrey, this is a pretty good start to a team. I'll take this team in Dynasty. Yeah, I was gonna say you're probably pretty gutted as a mock. <laughs> and I'm the and I'm the guy. I'm the QB first guy. But like I said, when the board unveils itself to you, you're gonna give me Najee Harris and DeAndre Hopkins at the second and third round loop. Okay, I'm gonna take that. I'll figure <laughs> it out later. And I did. I th- I think this is really key. Is 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 you know it's it's about it's what we always preach. It's about being fluid. It's about using the tools and resources just to see how things go. Don't shoehorn yourself. Let things fall. Know your league scoring right. and identify pockets of opportunity. And if that means you have to go QB early, it makes a lot of sense. If you can hold off, but make sure you get someone. Draw yourself a line. At, this is this is literally the line where I right. will not. I will not cross unless something mir- miraculous happens mm-hmm. and and you'll be okay. Um, and I think it's important to just pivot. Don't go in. Like I always, I always like to get two guys. I like to start with two QBs in the first three rounds. Typically, if things go to ADP and go to how I want, I am too. 
but if you get them in the first five, that's okay too. Exactly. Like that, it's yeah. and that's why RPV is good because it it makes you feel confident. You like you know where the board is, and you can and make you, your you have to see how it falls because you right. can sit here and say. I'll take two QBs in the first three rounds. And then actually everyone's fading QB two. And, and those and are analysts who love the sound of their own voice instead of trying to help people win leagues. And yeah. I just, they drive me crazy. <laughs> my, my job is to win other people money. Not, not my pride about being right and wrong about yeah. my takes and nonsense like that. Let's, let's win. Exactly. All right. Like we'll Al, win I'm like the Al Davis of fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And speaking of winning, you know, you, you mm. bought a lot of games to, you bought a lot of games to Fantasy Pros, Uh-oh. Fantasy Feud, or what we call <laughs> we call it in this country, by the way, Family Fortunes, okay. um, because it's about making money. It's not about <laughs> fighting. Um, but you know, you, you guys do you. We we do. We're us. a much more violent society. It's very <laughs> very disturbing here. Um, we got real real, real problems. <laughs> we we thought. You know, I've, I've listened to that and I've been thinking, you know, I know Joe likes games. We like games. You like games. So we thought, or I thought, because I'm mad. Um, to bring a classic back. Um, now, I looked it up in America. It was apparently called Card Sharks in the 80s. Oh, I loved Card Sharks when I was a kid. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm so time. glad you said Higher, that. Bob. Well, Lower, we Bob. Over here, it was called Play Your Cards, right? Okay. Um, that's what it was called. And as you said, it's higher or lower. Okay. Um, but we're not going to do it with playing cards because that's dumb. Um, instead, <laughs> it's going to be you, Joe, the... But this time, you talk yourself all the time on your show about being the underdog, about, I am. you know, the plucky I, Italian who always uh, gets written right. off. Like that's right, I Italian did. And I beat dog. Yates, didn't I? You did beat Yates <laughs> as the plucky underdog. And well, I cover you. two sports. What's his excuse? <laughs> Loser. He was he was too busy getting verified on Twitter, Joe. Yeah, that's right. I'm, <laughs> I'm a real boy. I don't need anyone else to tell me. <laughs> but unfortunately in this, you are not the underdog. You okay. are right, a heavy favorite. favorite. All right. Stocks is going against you. Stocks is the underdog because he has a full-time job that isn't fantasy. Okay. Um, so doesn't spend as much time. And I've divided the categories. So basically, instead of this higher or lower of playing cards, Joe, your mm-hmm. higher and lower is going to be uh, quarterbacks, okay. RPV from the last five fantasy, fo- uh, fantasy football black books. Wow. Like on average, you mean? Is in the percentage average, yeah. I'll give you the position, and okay. you have to go higher or lower. No cheating. Okay. Wow. No, I, I couldn't cheat if I wanted to. So. <laughs> and I want That's to. Right. Believe I've me, I do the right last now. Five pl- wow. uh, black All right. Books. Okay, let's go. Stocks. I didn't do RPV for you because that would be that would be hard. Um, <laughs> given that I I don't think you have all five, but even if you did, you didn't write them like Joe did. Um, Instead, I have done ADP of quarterbacks for the last two years. So 2021 and 2020. So it is, you know, you have home field advantage. You know, I had to feel like stocks. He has to have home field advantage. That's fair. We are playing Uh this in England. So you are. So that's going to be it to determine. So the rules of the game, very simple. It's going to be first to five wins um, in terms of you have to get five in a row. You can freeze. So you could go two or three or four right. in and decide, hey, I'm going to freeze. <clears throat> you can also change your number when it's, you know, if you freeze and then you get control of the board again, you can, un, you know, you can say, right, I'll change the card or change the number and I will give you a new number and you can go higher or lower from there. Um, and then uh, to determine who gets control of the board, I'm going to read out a player 
you're both going to guess what their ADP is. Um, closest Cur- current to ADP, ADP, a current ADP. Well, it might be a 2020 or a 2021 ADP, but it's All going right, to be an go. ADP from Fantasy <laughs> Pros, which is an aggregated ADP as well. So mm-hmm. you can't cheat and go right. Well, All right, let's go. Right. Let's do it. So let's I do have this. No idea right. what's going on well, right that's now. That's right. All you got to do is guess way. higher or lower stocks. This is this is how you have like a 50-50 chance all the way through. You could you could win this in one go, and Joe might never get control of the board. Uh, and that's 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 just how the cookie crumbles. Let's so go. to determine he gets <laughs> control of the board, gentlemen, mm-hmm. uh, one at a time. Um, who is going to get closest to Derek Carr's current 2021 ADP, according to Fantasy Pros as of this morning? Um, so you at want that position? You mean, or any anybody? No, as in the overall pick of the draft. Oh, oh my okay. goodness Jeez. gracious! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, we're not going positional. That's that's too easy. Like, I give you a clue. It's in the hundreds. Thanks for the clue. I didn't realize that Derek Carr was in the hundreds. It's, yeah, it's, plus, it's plus 100. It's somewhere between 100 and 300. Okay, cool. 299. Uh, um, oh, my goodness gracious. <clears throat> okay, this is terrible audio for a podcast. I'm going to take a stab yep. at 163. 163. Joe? Wait, you want to, just so I'm sure, you want me to tell you what Carr's number is? Yeah, what is Carr's ADP? Closest to it gets control of the board. Um, I'm going to say 182. Let's right. say that. So Joe is closer. 203 oh, to Carr's okay. ADP. So Joe, you get control <laughs> right. of the board. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go. <clears throat> so what do I got to do? <laughs> so I'm going to give you, I'm going to yeah. give you Kyler Murray's. Okay. 2021 RPV for a QB1, okay. which is 6%. Mm-hmm. Now, I have got Aaron Rodgers's, the next number is Aaron Rodgers's 2019 RPV percentage. Is it higher or lower than 6%? I'm going to say lower. Oh, oh wow. It was higher, 7%. Was. <laughs> oh, <you> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> just marginally higher but higher just marginally this, uh, could, this could go on a while this right that's all right that's all right so we'll, we'll do our best that's okay um off the stocks I, that's why i said i did say it was okay. uh i did say it was that so stocks you get control of the board um so stocks your first number is justin herbert's 2021 adp is 46 the next number is kyla murray's 2020 adp is it higher or lower than 46 Oh God! It's surely it. Oh, higher. Correct, fifty-nine. So let's go to Matt Stafford's twenty twenty ADP. (laughs) Higher or lower than fifty-nine? Higher, (laughs) higher, higher. It is higher than than that. So. Matt Stafford's 2021 ADP, higher or lower than 99? Uh, <laughs> this is, I think this is going to be real close. I think it's lower. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. You're two better than me so far. So, all right. <laughs> it's, the it's, it's higher. Um, Matt Stafford's ADP is 103 for this year. So, surprisingly, he had a lower ADP. <laughs> a lower ADP. But it was close. It was. It close. was very close. So, Joe, back to you. Um, 
So you're still on Kyler Murray, 2021 RPV. Okay. 6%. Mm-hmm. So Deshaun Watson's 2019 RPV. <laughs> <laughs> Higher or lower than 6%. I got to think of where he was. Like, is that when he was already back from the injury? Oh, God. It's hard. They all start to blur together. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say higher. Oh, <laughs> much lower. 1%. Oh, you know why? Because that was the, that was coming back from the injury, right? Is that why? That's probably, yeah. yeah. I knew, I was, I was like, that was like right after, right before the camera. remember exactly where it was. All right. Back to stocks. Right. Go ahead, stocks. So Let's stocks go. Here we go. So Three in a row. You win. Let's go, baby. So you, you, for, so basically your last number was Matt Stafford's ADP of 2020. Which, which was 99. Right. Do you want to change that number? Nope. Okay. So, Deshaun Watson's 2021 ADP as of this morning. Is it higher <laughs> or lower than 99? I only checked last night, so I've got no idea. Um, I think he's currently well, 99. He's got to be higher. He is 104. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was say, it's got to be the hundreds. I mean, at this point, because nobody just wants about. To so All right, two more, and you win. Two up, more. Up start. Look at him go. So, <laughs> wrap it over here. <laughs> Baker Baker Mayfield's twenty twenty oh. ADP higher or lower than one hundred and four? Uh, I don't think. Do you think? I'm not sure. I do. I do. Is this a ploy to get back on the board? No. I'm going to trust no. Joey P. It's a ploy for me to say, go in my pool. I'm going to say higher. <laughs> it is higher. 122. Yeah. So, Stocks, you need this for the win. Okay. Jared Goff's 2020 ADP. Is it higher or lower than 122? I'm going to say he was drafted after Jared Goff. You mean after year. Baker Mayfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Baker Mayfield last year. He was. 125th. There we okay, go. Yo. I did. Okay, I didn't you. want to say the wrong thing, but so I went with what was completely true. There was after. I just wanted to go after. <laughs> very good. Well you, done, my you friend. Were well very done. well versed on your ADPs. Joe, I had some crackers in here. Phil Rivers, twenty seventeen RPV as a QB one minus three percent. Tom Brady's twenty twenty one RPV minus four percent. That was strange to me. Surely it's going to be a positive <laughs> this year. <laughs> Um, actually, I he's even, not a positive this year. He's not because he's a QB one, and that's no. the thing. When you're a QB, like he's like in the minus five range this year, and it's it's because why? Because Mahomes and Prescott and Allen and all those guys just drag that high number so high. It's just an average. That's all RPV is. It gives you the average and and then plus or minus in percentages. But you know, it's not that Tom Brady can't be a good QB one. It's just he ain't as good on a weekly basis as the other guys in terms of scoring. My personal favorite, Joe, is to reference the 2018 edition of the uh, Fantasy Football Black Book, where you had Mahomes as a 2018 QB2 as 0%. Yeah. And you had Andy Dalton as 1% as a QB2. Well, so you predicted Andy Dalton would be better than Mahomes in 2018. Well, I, I didn't predict anything. What I told you was when you're drafting him, that's and, – and I want to say at the time in terms of ranking, <laughs> Mahomes is probably higher for me than a lot of other people had him. And 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 you know what? At the time, like that's where it is. It's like you can go with the kid who might have all the potential in the world, and maybe he does, or 
the guy who's that steady veteran that you kind of know what you're getting, but that's where Mahomes was at that point in time in his first season as, as QB. Nobody knew he would be as transcendent as he was. And thank goodness he is because the game's better off for it. But yeah, yeah, I'll take plenty of L's. That's the other thing too. Nobody ever takes an L. Nobody's ever wrong about anything in the fantasy community. Oh God. Of course you're wrong. Sometimes I'm right a lot more, but it's okay to be wrong. You're a human being. Get over it. Jeez, enough. Absolutely. And on, you know guys. what? You're always a good sport. And I really appreciate the fact that Stocks you... is my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll bring you back. I will make it harder for Stocks next time. Yeah, um, I want to play in this ADP thing. I mean, I, I would have swept that one. I was even helping him a little bit. I, was like, I know. I, I, I was helping him out a little bit. Like, I, want... I thought RPV you know, because you I know thought... You know what? But here's the it. thing. You know, when it comes out in the book, and this is why I do the updates, it does also change throughout the summer. So that's hard. It's like, oh, gosh. I mean, I'm literally just throwing darts at, at, at what you're giving me. But no excuses. Stocks uh, stocks did it. Well done. To be See, honest. The underdog's always more dangerous. I'm going to be the underdog in Fantasy Feud next week against Tags. If I beat oh, Tags, he needs I'm going to wear I, – I promise you this. If I beat Tags in Fantasy Feud, I'm going to buy a shirt and have it made up. It said I beat Tags in Fantasy Feud. And, uh, and I'm going to make him wear one that says Joe's my daddy. <laughs> are you are you not going to buy him the uh aaron Rodgers uh t-shirt that oh you... that Aaron, you know it came up on the podcast today about well he's a complicated fella <laughs> and i started calling them guys i was calling him, i was like yates you're a complicated fella what do you think about aaron Rodgers? <laughs> and then i saw that almost immediately after we recorded and then finished up but oh god you know aaron Rodgers is a peculiar guy he always has been and this is about rubbing their nose in it that's all this is about. And he's doing a good job of it. And he's embarrassing everybody. And eventually somebody will swing. Eventually he will get his way. I don't think the organization wants to turn the page of Jordan Love quite yet. I really don't. And yeah. and you know what? You might be Jordan Love on his way out. You might be shocked. Like, you know, like something might happen there, especially after you watch Brady do what he just did. How do you not sit back and go, well, Aaron Rodgers, how long do you want to play? Do you want to play for another four years? Do you think you have it in your body? And if so, well, then we will, you know, Look, you're going to go from either relevant or not if you're the Packers. That's that's it. And unfortunately, for fantasy perspective, the biggest loser of that would be Devontae Adams because he goes from a, from the one overall wide receiver to probably the bottom of wide receiver one, top of wide receiver two. But just it a is a contract year for him. He could be therefore on the way out next year. Which... He could, but here's the problem. is like, you know, you can't control who's throwing the ball to you. You know, if it's Jordan Love throwing the ball to you, I don't care what you want money-wise – you know, it might not, it's not going to be the same thing as Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. And I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers guy. I respect him a great deal, but I don't like him, but yeah, I got to say how it is. And Rodgers is a hall of famer and Jordan love has never thrown a pass in the NFL that mattered. So you can't control who throws you the ball unless you're Rob Gronkowski. And That's you true. can reject a trade to join Tigers. You can reject it. You can retire instead and then turn around and then go sign a year later. God, you know, you must be lo- You're still on a high, aren't you from that? Oh yeah, still- yeah. 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 I don't did think you pick Tampa away. in that Super Bowl show? I don't think. Did you? Did you pick yeah, the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you no, I, I, I did. I did actually. And and do you know what was funny is you did uh, what? Pick who? Who did you? No, pick? no, no. I, I picked. I picked Tampa. Um, oh, you did. Okay. I had to. I mean, I really kind <laughs> I of shoehorned into it. What What was What was interesting was I talked about this on on a national um, radio show. I was called in to talk about the Buccaneers, and I said, well, you know, with these offensive tackles. All, you, all the Buccaneers have to do the win is just bring the pressure, dial up the blitzes, yep. and just put the pressure on Mahomes because these these backup tackles did. can't do it. And they said, oh, well, that's an easy thing to say, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, it was the easy thing to do, apparently. Well, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Just don't, never bet against Tom Brady or Top Bowles, and you, you're on the winner. But, you know, even if we go 0-17 this year, I'll take Who it. Who cares? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. you've already – it's already a clear win. Tom yeah. Brady having fun. What more exactly can you ask for? And I can't wait for the season to start. I also cannot wait until we bring you back again because it's just always, always, always a lot of fun having you on. And I'm glad the book's gone back to number one. Let's push some sales here. We're going to give away, hopefully, a few copies. Um, don't forget to follow Joe. Follow us. Um, and use the hashtag. Uh, Team Black Book. I want to join Team Black Book. Or there Team Black Book. Just Team say. Black Book is good. He Anything. Hashtag Team Black Book. That I'll see for sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> so do that. Get in on the action. And if you do miss out, still buy the book because it's phenomenal. It's great. Um, Joe, tell everyone where they can interact and and, and talk well, to you. And- first of all, thanks again for having me. It's always one of my favorite shows to do. Hopefully, I've convinced stocks now if in uh, to change his ways in uh, Superflex leagues. We'll see how if that comes to fruition. Doesn't look like it from his face. He seems like he's like, no, nope, I'm just <laughs> gonna keep plugging away. But you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Pisa PS17. You can check me out. Uh, obviously a fantasy pros hosting all the videos and the podcasts there. And uh, of course the fantasy black book on Amazon and UK and in the States as well, uh, all over worldwide. That's what we do. Uh, it'll be up on Apple in a few weeks too. That process has begun, but it always takes longer, but uh, thanks again for having me on everybody. It's always, always fun to talk football and hang out with you guys. It was cool. Cause we talked a lot of strategy today, which, you know, just does not get discussed enough, which is fun to do. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important mm-hmm. that, and the strategy changes. People think like, I've got the strategy yep. down. And then every year it changes because the yeah. pool's different. I mean, we, we're going to be talking three years from now, Joe, and we're going to talk about how irrelevant running backs are in fantasy football mm-hmm. because Possibly. everything's going to be committee based and everything is mm-hmm. going to be more about wide receivers, quarterbacks all pushing up the board, tight ends. Uh, there'll be this renaissance of tight ends. Now we have so many good ones in the league once they got mm-hmm. uh, acclimated and schemed to the right way that actually running backs might be the position that you fade in the first four rounds. It wouldn't shock me. We'll go back to the year 2000s when that was the case. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. The game is evolving always, and you got to evolve with it. Otherwise, you're, you know, that's why the group thing can be dangerous. In mm-hmm. some ways, it's good. Other ways, you got to know when to, when to be your own person there and really put the work in, you know. 100%. It's not that you haven't convinced me, Joe. It's that I think I'm the fantasy football Spider-Man. And when it comes to draft time in Superfix League, Venom comes out and it's all over. That's that's all I've got. <laughs> I, I know what I should be doing. I just don't do it. Rush Nation, you heard Joe. Go over to Amazon. Get your copy of the Black Book. I'm whilst you're over there. If you've got the Black Book and you haven't got the Playbook, go grab yourself a copy of our 2021 Playbook. Absolutely. And if you have got the Playbook, grab the Black Book. You know, vice versa. Get them both. Both available on Amazon and if you want a digital copy of ours it's available on 5yardrush.co.uk that's about it Rush Nation it's Monday night it's hot it's muggy Joe has come on and knocked the ball out of the park once more Murph this has been a whole lot of fun Rush Nation as always stay safe and don't forget keep rushing a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U.
Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.